Hi, I'm Oki, and welcome to Tell Me About Your Book. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About Your Book. I'm great. Yeah, nice to be here on your podcast, and it's great to connect with you, Oki. I'm so glad. I'm like beaming with excitement. I'm really intimidated though because you're a podcaster and your stuff is just so unbelievable. Like I, I'm in awe. I'm in shock actually. Where are you, George? I live out here in uh, Seoul, South Korea. I've been here for about 15 years. I'm lucky enough that uh, I teach at a university, so I have about four and a half months of vacation that allows me to go on these adventures and. One of them uh, was a cycling journey in Ethiopia that turned into the book that we're going to talk about today. So, yeah, that it kind of spawned this this project. Have you always been an author, or or your trip kind of ignited you to write this book? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, I I've always been into writing and uh, especially travel writing ever since I went on my first backpacking trip alone in 2008. I had a travel blog back in the day and have done mainly a lot of blogging and scribbling and journals. And I'd always take a, a pen and pad with me to write down my stories. And especially it was a great way to practice Korean. So I'd always write down my stories in Korean. So try to maintain my Korean skills while I was on the road. And uh, and then I came back from this journey in Ethiopia and so much happened that I started writing the stories out on, in an MS Word document and thought, okay, I'm going to have a lot of stories for my blog. And it ended up being 200 plus pages. So I thought, okay, let's make this into a book. And that's how it got started. And I've, I've always wanted to write a book at some point in my life. And then uh, COVID came and I was stuck in my room and couldn't travel m- much. So I figured it was the best opportunity to pound it out and just get it done. So that's what happened. So before we get into how your writing process was through for this book, can you tell me a little bit about the book itself, what it's about? Sure. Well, it's a book about my 2019 cycling journey, solo unassisted journey across uh, Ethiopia. And I'd always been interested in Ethiopia. It started out with the food, actually. <laughs> like uh, I was, oh my God, I'm yes. from s- suburban Michigan originally, and there was an Ethiopian restaurant that I had frequented pretty often. I really got in, became interested in the culture through the food, and started researching more about Ethiopia. And realized it it had little influence of colonization, which is very unique to the African continent. Uh, So the Ethiopians are very proud of that. So the original culture is intact, just as it was for, you know, hundreds of years. And uh, it's also the most mountainous country on the African continent. Oh, I didn't know that. It's got uh, a very historic and important religious significance. I'm not a very religious guy, but the Ethiopians think that the Ark of the Covenant is in the northern part of Ethiopia in Aksum. And that's where the whole like kind of fringe religion of the Rastafari started in Ethiopia, too. 
So, I mean, it's just got all of these things to just, uh, it's just a fascinating country I've always been interested in. And it's got a reputation of being one of the more challenging countries to cycle across. It's pretty notorious in the tour cycling community. You, you have a lot of cyclists going from Cairo to Cape Town or vice versa on their bicycles. And they all loathe going through Ethiopia because it's got a very tough reputation. The locals are very difficult to deal with, especially the children. They throw rocks at cyclists. So I was, uh, I had rocks tossed at me almost every day and children, you know, running, running up to my bicycle, trying to grab things out of my bag and pushing oh, wow. my, my bike along these switchback roads. And, and so I, I really had to ask myself, can I actually do this? Am I ready for it mentally and physically? So I trained physically myself physically as harder than I ever have in my life. My plan was to out cycle the kids on their own terrain. That was my, my game plan uh, <laughs> to kind of get away from them. So I figured, you know, there's all these people on the internet that have been through there and they have these stories. Most stories. of them aren't very positive, but hey, maybe I can, I can go there and if they did it, so can I. And maybe I can write my experience out in detail uh, for anybody that's interested in going out there or interested in armchair adventure. So that's how it all happened. Honestly, you make it sound like, oh, I did this. You know, what's next? I'm sitting here going, what? I can't believe this is an experience. How long was this journey in Ethiopia? Uh, it was about five weeks. And okay. uh, yeah, in January and February 2019. Yeah, I just decided maybe maybe six weeks before going that I would actually do it. And then I said, okay, I need to really train hard, which I don't usually train for my other cycling journeys you're so used um, to yeah I, yeah I like to exercise in my daily life and everything but for this journey I thought okay I really need to get myself ready so I don't get hit by rocks you know and, <laughs> and come out of there or figure out what you or, do <laughs> or, or, yeah not shed any blood you know so <laughs> throughout our life we meet different people that really like strike us with this awe and I'm not kidding when I say I'm like a fangirl right now. This is amazing because me as an adult, I'm just trying to figure out how to have a regular like car cleaning schedule. I'm just doing like the most basic things and I'm still trying to figure all that out. And here you are. I biked across Ethiopia and survived. And, and then on top of that, you wrote a book <laughs> about it. This is yeah. amazing. This is phenomenal. But how was the writing process having to to remember your experience and going through all that it has to have been emotional as well. Yeah, sure. The writing process I really enjoyed actually, because it gave me a lot of opportunity to reflect on everything that happened. Um, as the title or the subtitle suggests, it was literally hell and heaven on a bicycle every single day. And I figured, you know, that's life in a nutshell. I mean, the way I describe my journey is you know, 10 years of life experience wrapped up into five weeks. You know, you think about 10 years, you might get a good cry in like once a year, you know, you might have attend your friend's wedding a couple times or whatever and have some really high highs and really low lows. And that happened to me every single day. So I felt like it was just accelerated life experience and it's uh, the writing experience was great. I I'm a meditator as well. So I 
the med- my meditation practice really helped me, you know, with the self-awareness part and making sense of everything that I'd went through in Ethiopia, the hard times, especially. Yeah, the writing process, I, it was it was tough. Honestly, you know, I'd never written a book before. The first draft, I'll admit it, was absolute garbage. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> now that I look back at it, I'm sure many of the listeners that have written books before have can, can like empathize with that. Yeah, so... <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I read, I attended uh, critique groups on Zoom from my apartment here in, Zol- in Seoul and, and Ann Arbor, Detroit, Atlanta, L.A., and even woke up in the middle of the night because of time zone differences to, to get feedback on my manuscript. And so I did that for about three years and then um, got it to a point where I, I thought I couldn't take it any further and uh, hired a professional editor to to look at it and put the finishing touches on it and there it is well congratulations though yeah, yeah. it was a struggle to to get it out there man i'm glad you did because this is not a typical book that somebody would pick up this is this is a lot more than that and it's so fascinating are you wanting to write more books about your cycling experiences since you've pretty much have this one down and you seem to do yeah. a lot of other ones too Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm working on uh, another book about my 15 years of expat life here in Seoul, South Korea, with a lot of, you know, cultural blunders that I've made and just uh, (laughs) relationship kind of things. And yeah, just everyday life in a very, very different place, a place that's very different from my home. Yeah. So I'm getting that manuscript uh, polished and and that's my my next plan and and another cycle ideas for regarding adventure traveling in the pipeline as well so besides ethiopia of course are there other places that you've that you've explored and cycled through that really has your heart that you loved yeah sure i started really getting out on the road here in in south korea on the bike and it was a way to uh practice Korean, my Korean language skills. So I just write down a few phrases on a piece of paper, you know, left, right, straight, where is the restaurant? I'm tired, you know, survival phrases and just took off with no plan, no map. This was in 2008, almost, you know, before smartphones and everything. Right. And just using my, trying to use my language skills to find my way around and talk to people, you know, get outside of Seoul into the countryside where there's absolutely no English. So that really sparked an interest in, in me in, in tour cycling. And then after that, in 2014, I finally decided to get out of Korea and I cycled in Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, and Kyrgyzstan for two months. And for our listeners that aren't aware that in Tajikistan and Uzbekistan, there's a place called the Pamir Highway that's also known as the Roof of the World. The highest pass is, I think, 4,700 meters high altitude. So it was so and it's very desolate and it's got, you know, the highest elevated lake in the world is along that corridor as well. It was just absolutely beautiful. But a, a challenge, too, because I didn't know what I was doing. It was my first time. I just had a $180 bike that was pretty beat up. And I had an old $20, $20 tent that I had used that, that I bought in Africa a couple of, in Namibia a few years before. And I just I survived. I took like packs of dried ramen noodles, nuts and raisins and 
survived off of that for a while and uh and then the locals invited me in for for milk tea bread they're like, and butter they're like come on come on george <laughs> yeah they're they're Let's, they uh, all take care you of you in. a little yeah. bit <laughs> the, the hospitality was just amazing out there and uh that was one thing that was really incredible was just connecting with people along the way because you realize that there are a lot of really friendly people that are open to to meeting somebody new having a cultural exchange and it was it was just be- a beautiful experience and ever since then I was I was hooked and that took me to Oman in the Middle East after that and Turkey and the Xinjiang region of China and Bangladesh Mongolia Siberia wow. talking yeah. about following what you want to do and really sticking to it I am so floored this is so amazing and it makes me want to dive into your book even more just knowing what your experience was like in Ethiopia this is this is so cool but with all this that you've been doing let's talk about your podcast a little bit can you can you tell me what you typically discuss on your podcast sure sure well the podcast is called the intrepid global citizen podcast Basically, it's the main goal is to provide the listener with an adventure-based education. So things that we learn outside of the classroom and, you know, just pushing yourself out there on the bike. Or we have a guy that was walking around the world for 30 years from the, the southern tip of Argentina. He's trying to walk back to his home in England I mean, we've had all sorts of interesting guests on and they just, you know, share the challenges, the lessons learned, their experiences on the road and how they've grown. And and we focus a lot on global citizenship. So environmental awareness, human rights. We've had some human rights activists that are going on some world cycling tours, fighting for human rights and different parts of the world. So it's been really interesting to connect with people. So like I was telling you before the we started this, I have some friends that are that were podcast guests that are in Seoul now and we and they stayed at my place for five nights and they brought brought their bikes and put their bags all uh, in my apartment and they crashed on my floor for five <laughs> nights. So that is so cool. Oh, yeah. We yeah. need more people like you that love to connect globally. You know, we're, we're all in this together trying to survive, but enjoying our life at the same time. So this is brilliant. This is so important. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And I'm just going to put this in recording that when I go to South Korea, I'm going to look you up or I'm going to contact you and I'm going to stay there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. For anybody that's listening to this that comes to South Korea, feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to to meet new people and we'll get some, uh, there's a good uh, Korean buffet in my neighborhood so we can go there and introduce you to some good Korean food. So you welcome. You have no idea how much I love food. If it wasn't my love for books for this podcast, it would be about food. <laughs> about food or sleeping or pretty much food. <laughs> yeah. But let's go back to your book a little bit. Can you tell me more about who you are as an author? Sure, sure. Well, this is my first book. And yeah, I hope to, you know, continue with the writing process, hopefully inspire other people to get out there, you know, leave their home and go on an adventure and realize that they can really obtain a lot from pushing themselves past what they believed was possible. You know, after these cycling trips, I come back and you've 
I've experienced so much that daily life just feels pretty simple. You know, it's like, there aren't, it's not very challenging when you think about it. Sure. Writing a book is tough, but you know, you're sitting in front of your computer, you're tired, you're typing for hours and hours, and it can be very repetitive and, and boring sometimes. But, you know, there's always a glass of water right next to you. You know, you're, when on the road, it's sometimes you're short of water. You're always hunger. There's always some sort of mild discomfort. You know, it's you worrying about the weather. You're exposed to rain, sleet, and snow. And you never know what's going to happen, who you're going to meet. And so, it, yeah, it just puts things into perspective. And I hope to keep writing about my adventures and uh, inspiring others to get out there. And, you know, they don't have to go to Ethiopia or, or Tajikistan. <laughs> you can right. just go for go for a walk in a different neighborhood, you know, where you live and just get outside of your comfort zone a little bit. Go on little micro adventures and enjoy your life. And little by little can take small steps and develop yourself. Go on some bigger adventures if that's what you're interested in. I wish I could travel all the time. I've always said if I could travel for the rest of my life and get paid for it somehow, I would I would be in heaven. Mainly because of all the food I get to eat and all the people I get to uh, meet. But where can we get your book, George? You can find it anywhere the books are sold. It's on Amazon. It's on Kindle, Kindle Unlimited. You can read it for free if you have a Kindle Unlimited subscription. Uh, yeah, the paperback is pretty much available everywhere. It's called Unhinged in Ethiopia, 2,000 kilometers of hell and heaven on a bicycle. And my website is also intrepidglobalcitizen.com. You can find my podcast there and listen to other adventure stories from some really interesting people. I feel like just listening to you talking here, I'm already so intrigued by everything you have to offer, whether it's your book, your blogs, or even your your podcast. Just talking about how you live there in Seoul would be just, just as fun. I want to say thank you for coming by today because this is so fascinating to me. And I hope that when you get your next book out or whatnot that you come back and talk to me again because this is so cool george <laughs> sure of course i'd love to come back yeah thanks yeah. for having me on hey thank you i'm gonna let you go but while i'm here just trying to figure out my laundry you're over there biking across countries and meeting amazing people i'm so like excited to get to experience through your book that way so but thank you i'll talk to you next time yeah thanks <laughs> sure bye okay. bye Thank you for listening to this episode of Tell Me About Your Book. Please continue to support indie authors and indie bookstores. And if you would love to support Tell Me About Your Book podcast, you can certainly do so by going to buymeacoffee.com slash tellmepodcast, where just for a price of a coffee, you can support monthly for just $5. There's other tiers too in the memberships, and you can look at all the info about it. And I would certainly, certainly appreciate it. And of course, there's the other podcast, Books, Cats, and Snacks, where Caddy and I talk all things book and about her cats, too. See you then. Thank you. Bye-bye.